then we'll get into the questions. Amen. So, uh, video number two. So when I think of discipline, I think I automatically go to negative, um, and I think probably a lot of people do. We think of um, being in trouble or punishment even. And um, what I think is interesting about God and how he's um, kind of talking through Hebrews 12 is that he automatically pairs discipline with being a child. And so you've got to pair the two with almost this intimate kind of loving fatherly um, tone, I guess, coming from God. And I think because we think discipline, we think automatically, well, what have I done wrong? So what sin is God trying to correct in my life? Or what, um, what did I do to make God mad? And in the context, you see him talking about discipline in the context of suffering. And so discipline isn't always him saying, oh, you did this wrong, and so I'm going to take something away. But a lot of times discipline, um, just like the word, it's teaching. And so all throughout our lives, all throughout our Christian journey, he is trying to teach us himself. He's trying to teach us of his goodness, of his character, of um, his power, and how little we are, and how big he is. And so discipline isn't... Um, isn't this brash or harsh, um, how do I get in good standing with God? He actually talks about how that it is him coming as a loving father would. And so I think discipline and, and God interjecting himself into our life is really him showing us that there's so much more than what we might see right in front of us. And so the struggle or the pain or the brokenness, and it's him using those things within our life to show us that he is good and that he is steadfast and that he is, um, he's God. And so discipline isn't, uh, harsh or mean, but, um, it really is the picture that he describes of just being a loving father trying to teach us himself. Amen. Praise God. And, uh, if I could be maybe a little transparent here tonight, I, I can recall one time that I was really really, really stressed, really troubled, really going through a tough time in my life uh, financially. And, uh, you know, I kept praying, oh God, oh God, I need to earn more money. I need to earn more money. And it seemed like the more I prayed, the, the worse my financial s situation got. And uh, after a while, I come to realize it wasn't an income problem. It was a spending problem. Amen. I, w I had no control. You know, uh, that uh, uh, impulse buy at, at the grocery uh, checkout stand, all that stuff they put there. You know, oh, man, Snicker bar. I need that. You know, oh, a Twix bar. I need that. Oh, ooh, batteries. I forgot. I, I got I, I need batteries at home. I grabbed the batteries. I, I, I didn't know how to control my spending. Amen. So that's where all my money was going. So, uh, you know, the, the, the Lord helped me to to, to rein in my spending habits. And then he started showing me ways to earn more money. I, uh, I had, uh, worked a little bit, you know, previously, uh, doing a little bit of carpet cleaning. And so, uh, I started praying the Lord, to, Oh Lord, I need, I need to do something. So I took, I, I, I took the yellow pages. That's back, back when it was a book, you know, and <laughs> it had pages. It was made out of paper. <laughs> it wasn't digital. Amen. So I, I took the yellow pages and I started calling carpet cleaning companies. And I asked, you wouldn't happen to have an old broken down machine laying around that you want to get rid of, would you? So I called probably, probably 10 or 15 of them. Finally, I found one. They said, yeah, we got one back here. It, it's kind of in parts, but they're all there. And, you know, well, I'll give it to you for 50 bucks. I had 50 bucks, so I took that 50 bucks and uh, got, got that old broken down uh, machine and I, I pulled it, tore it apart myself, put a new pump in there and, and I got the thing going and I started making some extra money to make ends meet. So God helped me through that time. God, uh, he was teaching me and training me, you know, and I was over there bawling and squalling because I thought God was being mean to me, you know, God you just don't care, God, you know, so uh, I learned, you know, trust the Lord, trust him, you know, it's going to work out, you know, if you're in a tough trial right now, it's going to work out, trust the Lord in this process, or as the saying goes, trust the process, amen, trust, 
the process that God has you in today. Amen? Praise the Lord. Now, our questions, uh, they're on uh, page 129 uh, under Lesson 16, uh, the value of hardship, because there is a value, value to suffering. And uh, because, you know, if God just told us stuff, I don't know about you, I'm an experiential, hands-on type of learner. You can tell me something and it goes in this ear and it comes out that ear and it's gone. But if you show me how to do it with my hands and, and I have some experience on that, I remember that. I, you know, uh, once I learn how to do uh, brakes on a car, on a specific car, you know, when I come to that car again, you know, uh, I, I know how to do that. You know, I know how to do a Chrysler uh, or, or a Chevy or a Ford, amen, because I've, I've done it before. But uh, just to tell me something, it's, it doesn't stick very well. Amen. And uh, so these experiences that I've gone through in, in life and the hard times and suffering that I've went through, it taught me stuff. And, and the Lord was using those things to teach me things that I need to know. Amen. Now, um, question number one is under the heading of uh, Hebrews 12, 1, uh, consider the course of faith. According to your understanding of chapter 11, who is the great assembly of witnesses watching us as we run our race? So 12.1 talks about, therefore, we have such a great uh, cloud of witnesses. So uh, who is the great assembly of witnesses? Brother Bob? Mm-hmm. But it's not a blessing when somebody is a stumbling block, you know. And we can we can strive to be a blessing, but not a stumbling block. I'm talking about the pastor that needs to pastor uh, this church, and then the members who are not here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brother Lucy Jackson, uh, Brother Platt, these are all men I look up to because they are, they're they're part of that cloud of witnesses. Amen. Someone else want to add to that? Yeah, so like the uh, the hermeneutical uh, uh, principle of therefore. Yes. When you come to a therefore, therefore? why is it therefore? So it's basically uh, pointing back to uh, chapter 11, the heroes of faith. Uh, but what Brother Bob said is, is also applicable in this situation because uh, the saints of old in our own experience serve the same purpose. Uh, as, as what this is trying to bring out, uh, you know, because I can remember some uh, saints of years ago, you know, things they went through and testimonies they gave, you know, in testimony service and things that preachers said over the years. Some some of those things come back to me and, and encourage me and bless me even today. So, uh, you know, it's like their witness lives on. Praise God. Question number two, uh, the first word of. 12.1, uh, I kind of already blew this uh, an, uh, question, but <laughs> uh, therefore as a transition word, 
that calls attention to the text that precedes and follows it, what are the uh, thoughts of the author uh, seeks to connect? And so basically, you know, to follow their example, uh, uh, the saints of old, uh, especially the, the heroes of faith or the, the, the heroes hall of, hall of fame, amen, or the faith hall of fame. There's many different terminologies terminologies that people have add, you know added to this amen now in uh, question three it says whose responsibility is it to lay aside uh, the hindrances and sins or, or the weights and sin and how could this be done so whose responsibility is to lay that aside brother bob go ahead it's each one of the responsibilities that people say if it weren't for so and so yeah <laughs> If it wasn't for that wife of mine, or if it wasn't for that husband of mine, I'd be able to live a godly life. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, it's our responsibility, you know. There, I, I, I don't like having to use, well, if it wasn't for so-and-so. No, it's not for, because of so-and-so, it's because of you. So if you have a weight that you're carrying, and it's, and it's sort of making you drag in this uh, so-called waste, you know, because it's called a waste of faith, then, you know, you have nobody to, you know, I can give an example, a real good example, when we were kids, <laughs> we went watermelon skiing, okay, <laughs> right, and uh, this is when I was, before I even knew anything about God, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and finally, my brother caught up with me, which he never could. He said, well, you dropped that. <laughs> and, and once I dropped it, needless to say, I disappeared out of their sight. <laughs> but there's a weight that I was not supposed to be you know, running with. Yeah. I hear the dogs barking and everything. So, you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. <laughs> That's a big weight to run, try to run with, especially. Uh, Pastor Willie, could you touch on the difference between a weight and a sin? So how, how do we lay it aside? aside? How do we lay those things aside? How do we actually do that? Do you, you got any ideas? Sometimes we have to do it by faith. Sometimes some some weights are pretty hard to get rid of, you know. And and sometimes we have to do it by faith, you know. It's like maybe forgiveness. Sometimes we have to, God, I forgive them. We it came out of our mouth, but it it doesn't really mean anything right here because uh, I don't really forgive them. But I'm doing I'm trying to trying to be obedient, you know. I'm trying to you know, God, I forgive them. 
But if, if we do that by faith, God will add to that effort, that add to that exercise of, uh, uh, of faith. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we got rewards. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Question four, endurance means determination or continuing, continuing steadfastly to the end. What do the following verses reveal about uh, uh, running with endurance the race that is set before us? And uh, question, or part A of question four is Hebrews 2.1. So uh, what... Uh, Running with endurance, the race that is set before us. How does Hebrews two one connect with that thought? Amen. So paying attention to what you've heard. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Amen. So uh, hearing the word, you know, uh, and, you know, there's a, the distinction between hearing or listening and hearing. You can hear something, but did you listen to it? Did you did you listen to what was being said? You heard them talking, but did you listen to what they were saying? Amen. Praise God. And then. Uh, Part B of that thought uh, is Hebrews 10, 19 to 23. Uh, yeah, if you... Right. He gives us the strength. He gives us the, uh, uh, the, 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 I guess, the technical knowledge through his word. So everything is given. It, it, I guess it hinges on, a, on a, an act of our will to put our will into action. Amen. And uh, question five says, what are some specific weights that Christians today need to lay aside? I'll answer this one. Entertainment. Yeah. Not that the, not that we need to stop going to the movies or stop doing, stop watching any TV or do anything like that. We just need to regulate. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, prioritize. Yeah, right. We spend a lot of time, and I, when I'm walking sometimes, you shouldn't look at people's windows. It's not like I'm looking through the windows, but have you ever seen somebody with the windows wide open, and they're just sitting there looking at the TV like this, and how silly it looks? Yeah. And it looks like they're just staring at the white wall. Yeah. That's really what we're doing. And I, in a sense, 
Mm-hmm. Anybody got anything to add to that? Just it sounds like the Holy Spirit's at work there. Uh, you know. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Now, the next uh, section is uh, Hebrews 12, 2 to 4. Consider pr- Christ and be encouraged. And so, uh, it, because the, scri- the scripture encourages us to consider what he went through when we're going through something and you know i can honestly say i've been through some stuff but i've never been through a crucifixion before you know i haven't uh, been innocent and been uh basically murdered for it amen so christ went through a whole lot more than any of us have amen Uh, so uh, that's one thing we need to consider uh question six says according to uh, Hebrews 12, 3, why should we consider him? And uh, what did, uh, what what do you have to add to that, Brother Bob? Well, we should consider Christ because the Bible says that uh, he, he, he set an example for us. Hmm. Uh, Paul himself uh, became a, a follower of Christ, and he said, Mm-hmm. But uh, I believe that this Christian walk, uh, we're talking that it's a journey. Some people make it sound like it is such a uh, burdensome thing to be a Christian that they don't even consider it, which mm-hmm. is not true. Because Christ walked this way, right? because he only walked this way and endured even unto the end. Right. He left us an example to follow that we can comfort the scriptures and find hope. So you think uh, if the Son of God was willing to do this, you know, in, in obedience to the Father, we as sons and daughters of the Father... Uh, maybe uh, maybe we should have some willingness to put up with some things in life. Amen. Uh, exactly. If, uh, Besides, we're told by the day that God will not, you know, put on us any more than we're able to bear. And uh, with every, uh, with everything, that's why he said it is finished. I have provided the total plan of salvation for you. Mm. Amen. Amen. But he's a perfect example. Perfect example. Yes. And I don't believe God will grab a, you know, as mighty as he is, and he grabbed a burden and just throw it on you to the point where you're flat and say, get up and walk. No. <laughs> I believe God is 
and he won't give you more than you can? <laughs> right. Question seven says, to whom does the author refer when he speaks of how Christ endured from sinners such hostility against himself? And that comes from uh, Matthew 27, 39 to 44 is the, is the, uh, the reference point there. Yeah, absolutely. It was like 27, Matthew 27, 39 through 44. This man that's sitting here, our Savior, he has no clothes on in front of his mother. Right. He's beaten and bruised beyond recognition. And he came to save these people. And this is what the people he came to save are saying to him. And this is like, wow. Um, 39 says, those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you're the son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, the high up, the church folk, and the elders mocked him. So the people on the street mocking him, the people in the church are mocking him, the pastors are mocking him. He saved others, they said. But he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him. Now if he wants him, for he said, I am the son of God. In, in the same way, the robbers who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. So he's being spit on by people just passing by. Hmm. He's being jeered on by the church people. And even The crowd is a powerful voice, mm -hmm. especially uh, when we're on the uh, the wrong end of, <laughs> you know, uh, of, of their, yeah. Brother Bob? Also, the scripture says that when Jesus uh, was reviled, he reviled back. When he was beaten, like you mentioned, or like you said, beyond recognition, he threatened not. But committed himself unto him who judges God justly. I have, I have uh, put, uh, I have put to the test, not put to the test, but I have experienced the prayer of, you know, the book of Psalms, in Psalms 103. Mm -hmm. The Lord executes judgment for all who are oppressed. Mm, yeah. If you commit yourself to God, no matter what persecution comes on your side, God will see to it. <laughs> it is an evident fact when you read the story of Job that we need to commit ourselves to the one that judges justice. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and we are not to threaten, we are not to revile back, but commit ourselves to, to the Lord God. Yeah. <laughs> Just scoot them, scoot them a little closer to the edge of the table there. I'll, I'll take, I'll take care of that weight for you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, the crowd can be a, a powerful voice. Uh, uh, Brother Bob mentioned something that in, uh, uh, stirred up an old memory. I remember. I, uh, I don't know if you've ever been mocked for your faith but uh, i remember I, I i was mocked at work one time and uh one of the guys that was kind of the main perpetrator uh somehow me and him ended up on the midnight shift together just me and him and uh i, I 
you know, I uh, purposed my heart not to hold a grudge and everything. And so I just, you know, instead of holding a grudge, I decided to kill him with kindness. And uh, I just, you know, I just treated him like a decent human being. I started, I started, I, I, I had some uh, black uh, gospel music tapes and tapes <laughs> it wasn't mp3 no <laughs> this was back a few years ago and i started playing that and man you know he, he was a he was italian guy you know roman catholic italian guy i cranked that uh, black gospel up man it was you know it was a church of god in christ stuff you know so it was hopping and popping and uh, man he liked that stuff and uh and so it just uh just all those things i was doing you know it started chipping away and finally he just broke one night and said he started apologizing for some of the stuff he had said and tears was just flowing down his face you know and you know like i'd never expected that you know but you know uh i said oh man don't don't worry about that uh, no biggie you know and I just you know because i'd already forgiven him uh before you know so when he broke like that you know like wow you know but uh the lord has a way of you know calling on you know i mean coming in in your favor uh and turning things around for you i remember another situation they weren't really mocking me for my faith they just didn't like me for some reason uh, some a couple of ladies at a place i worked and and they would uh they would just talk behind my back and they'd go to the boss and you know and they'd just talk about me you know and finally uh, i came in one day and those two ladies were gone and uh, I knew the sales guy, and the sale, uh, sales guy goes, uh, you know, they're gone. I said, what happened? I said, well, they started complaining about you again to the boss because the boss liked me, you know, because, you know, I did my job and, you know, I'm, didn't cause any trouble or anything at work. And the boss, the, you know, the, the owner, he liked me. So he got so sick of hearing these ladies uh, just Please. chewing on me uh, that he fired them. And, and he just told them to leave. <laughs> problem solved you know <laughs> so uh you know the lord will work in your favor yes praise amen. god uh, <laughs> amen amen question eight how can the awareness of christ's endurance sustain you in times of weariness and discouragement anybody want to take a stab at it <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so this, this, you know, Christ is our forerunner. He, 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 he endured, he suffered. Uh, at not too many times you see him rejoice, except when he was, when it came down to the simplicity of the gospel that it was. The Bible says in that self same hour, Christ rejoiced and said, Thank you, Father, that you have hidden these things from the wise and the prudent. And it revealed it to babes. You know? mm-hmm. It's the children-like faith, you know, we have in God. And uh, I, I get great encouragement from that. That he had, he had gone, he had already walked this way. And man, oh yeah. <laughs> He could. Any time at any point he could say he could do the whole and you get damnation and you get damnation and you get damnation and everybody goes and I get off the cross. He didn't have to endure any of that, but he stopped it. He took all those insults. Mm-hmm. He took all of that. That and it was because he loved the very people mm-hmm. who were spitting on him. Right. right. And so when you get tired and you, because all of us in our Christian walk, if you have it, you will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got on 696 and I said something I wasn't supposed to say. <laughs> I just, I started off and I didn't feel anything. And I just can't feel God right now. That's my encouragement to just keep going. 
Right. How could we not give our best in service to him? When you think about what he's done for you. Right. Amen. Anybody else uh, have anything to add? Question 9 says, what idea stated in verse 2 in similar form in Psalm 141, verse 8, and Hebrews 3.1? How can you put into practice what these verses talk about? It's, it's, it's one thing to talk a good talk, but it's another thing to walk a good walk. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> you look down. What if it was and you look down and you said, Oh, this is when I made this kid here. I got thirty seconds to pray. You gotta work when you're in five. But you you got thirty seconds to just sit there and say, Lord, I love you. I thank you for what you've done for me. I thank you that you're present with me even when I don't realize and keep your focus on me. Because that's what that is. It's about focusing on Jesus Christ. And there's there's a lot uh, I guess other things we can do uh, as well. Uh to keep our focus on God, you know, uh, like we're doing tonight at church attendance, uh, Bible study, prayer, uh, all that, you know. And, you know, most of us have a, a set prayer time, but, you know, you can pray anytime you want throughout the day. Uh, you know, sometimes I'll just start thinking about somebody. And sometimes, you know, somebody I knew 20 years ago will just pop up in my mind. And sometimes I'll just take, you know, Maybe, maybe the Lord wants me to pray for that person, the reason they popped up in my mind. So I'll just, I'll just pray for them. I said, Lord, I haven't heard from so-and-so in 20 years, but God, wherever they're at and whatever they're doing, I pray that you bless them and help them and whatever they're going through. And, you know, uh, I, I just think that's just, that's just, it might be just me, but I think God works that way sometimes. Amen. <laughs> Freaking the dog out. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Exactly. <laughs> Brother Bob? Because he, the Bible says, is the author and the finisher of our faith. Mm -hmm. And I love uh, when I read stuff and it just stays out to me. He looked at his disciples and just plainly told them, without me, you could do nothing. <laughs> well, well he, if he has begun this uh, work in us, what, what, how can we finish it on our own? Mm -hmm. But our eyes are fixed on the Lord. 
kind of like uh, Peter in the, uh, getting out of the boat. Exactly. Amen. Yeah. When he was, had his eyes on Christ, he was doing good. When he got distracted by the wind and the waves, he and he started sinking. Amen. Amen. The third section is uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 and 6. Uh, consider the timeless truth of love. And 10 is uh, broken up into the two sections. 10a says, read Proverbs 3, 1 to 17 from uh, Hebrews. It, it's, uh, from, that's the section of Old Testament scripture that Hebrews uh, uh, 5 and 6 uh, quotes, uh, verses 5 and 6 uh, quotes from. And um, so to whom is the advice directed? So by application, that would be uh, God directing that, you know, to us. Amen. And then uh, B says, what do you discern as the reason for the instruction? Right. Like we do a toddler, you know. And we we try to keep their little fingers out of the electric socket and and, and keep them from running out in the road or petting a, a dog they don't know or you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what God was doing for us. I go to prepare a place for you, but when I'm going, I'm going to leave my word here. So I'm your loving father. So when you're going through, even though you don't physically see me here with you, you can hear my voice. <laughs> and you'll have that. And you'll have peace. And that's an amazing thing. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's an awesome moment, you know, when you... you you, you, you vow within yourself you're not going to be like your parents. And then your kids start doing something, and all of a sudden, something comes out of your mouth that your mom and your dad said. And you, oh, man, I did it. I didn't want to do it, but I did it. You know? And, yeah. <laughs> but God does try to instill things in us uh, for our own good and our own benefit. Yeah. And putting stuff on them because I love them. And a lot of times, this is what God is doing to us. We, we say, I have to come to church. No, we get to come to church. He's putting this stuff in us because He wants us so much. Mm. And He only wants the best for us. I remember when my kids were teenagers, uh, all my kids worked at Holiday Market. They started as a bagger, went to a cashier, you know, so they all, they all went through that experience. And, uh, a lot of times it came to me to transport them back and forth to work because, you know, they didn't have a driver's license. And so when I had them in the car, they were a captive audience. And I would just, you know, I would talk to them about stuff and, I, you know, just things about life, things, you know, I'd be quoting scriptures and I'd preach a little sermonette and that little five, ten minute uh, car ride uh, up to uh, uh, holiday market and uh, they 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 still bring that up every once in a while how I would uh, you know get them cornered and, and, and preach to them on the way to work you know but <laughs> but uh, you know you know I, I, it's like you said I felt that pressing need to impress these things you know they were teenagers they're almost out of the house you know I got I got stuff I got instill in them while I still have them in my hands you know because uh, once they're gone you know they're on their own and uh, 
hopefully I put enough into them that, uh, you know, God can use that in their life. Amen. Amen. Uh, the fourth section is Hebrews 12, uh, verses 7 to 10. Uh, consider the meaning of discipline. Uh, question 12 says, why is respect the reasonable result of, to, of true discipline? Why is respect the reasonable result of true discipline? God disciplines us, and it produces respect. Yeah, right. Just like our natural parents, right? Uh, I mean, they they uh, tore our butt up sometimes when we were bad. We still we still loved them. We still respected them. You know. Uh, and, and, you know, in the same way with God, we still respect him, even though that he lets us go through stuff. We don't know why. He never and hardly ever tells us. <laughs> but we still respect, love and respect God. Amen. Because he is a parent. Brother Bob. And guess what? From that moment on, I, I, uh, I didn't hate my father or anything like that. No. I had respect for him. So, so basically what you're saying is Macedonians don't play. No. It was like, uh, I believe the reason, because we mostly dis, uh, got our discipline from my, from my uh, mother. But that's the reason for that is because he was our forefather. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when I when I went face down in the dirt, <laughs> that big hand got me in the back of my head. But uh, <laughs> this is this is uh, you know, uh, especially now that we live in the last days of the days, there's no fear or reverence or respect for God, you know. And this is the signs of the times, you know. Uh, in the end, they'll be you know disrespectful. Amen. We should have honor and respect for, for God. Amen. He loves us too much now. Yes. Well, it just hit 8 o'clock. Uh, did you want to go through some more questions? or? Yeah. And the uh, question 15 is under the heading of Hebrews 12 and 11. Consider the result of discipline. And uh, what images does yields fruit bring to your mind from 1211? From the truth this image conveys, what do you learn about the result of discipline? So in this context, what's the result of uh, or yielding fruit? Uh, Yeah. <laughs>
and she's sitting back with another one that was bigger, and she just braided them all up. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different type of discipline. But you know what? I grew up with that, and when I, we got up here, people would tell our kids, you don't have to tell them yes, ma'am, yes, sir, yes, sir, do you? But at the same time, they asked us, your kids are so memorable and so well respectful. Why? Because the very things that you're trying to undo is what makes them talk. <laughs> that discipline produces a certain thing. To where, and my mom, my mom would always make me sit up. I hated it. All the kids would sit in the back of the church. They were having a good time. I'm sitting over there with mama, and she pinching me every time I go to sleep. And then, and then when I finally get to go back there, as soon as they start getting it, she looks back there, and I know what that look means. I'm going to beat the brakes off of you when you get home. That's what that meant. You know, it was, it was just, but you know what? Those things are what made me who I am. And I think we have done a disservice to our culture at large because we don't love our kids enough to tell them the truth or discipline them. We let them do whatever they want. We call it expressing themselves. No, it's not expressing themselves. It's teaching them to be wild and unrestrained. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we have to have a manner of discipline. You don't have to be abusive. Don't be a thief. Don't be abusive. But right. yeah. at the same time, it's okay. Remember the old Andy Griffith show where uh, Andy and Opie are there, and this little kid keeps making Opie do bad things. And uh, finally, this guy comes in to Andy, and he's mad at Andy. And he's like, how dare you tell my child he can't do something? And the child just, he, he basically almost cusses the daddy out in front of him. He's embarrassed. <laughs> and he said, I don't know what to do. And Andy says, you know, I got a woodshed out back. <laughs> yeah. He said, good old-fashioned woodshed? He said, yep, I got a belt, too. <laughs> <laughs> but in that same way, God's with us like that. You started talking about financial discipline. I'm a financial advisor. I can tell you I can get somebody patterns to be successful, but the reason a lot of people aren't financially successful is because they haven't had a lot of hard knocks. People mm-hmm. temptation as well as discipline, I believe it can apply the same thing, that it, in the end, it produces the fruits of righteousness. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Right. And you might not gain as many people as perhaps because a lot of people really aren't serious about that religion at all. They just want to be nominal Christians. They want to they want to be called a Christian, but they don't get the benefit of the blessings of walking in what God has called them for because they refuse to be disciplined. And as soon as the pastor says something they like, they just go to a church and yeah. find somebody that <laughs> says something they like. That's not helping you. Yeah. I don't need anybody to tell me that Twinkies are good. I need somebody to tell me that they're bad. Yeah. <laughs> discipline us, we would be considered illegitimate children. Well, I uh, think uh, the King James Version, you know, <laughs> yeah, this is more poignant. So. It, yeah, it's, it's straight to the point. Um, but that's the thing is, we always often say this, well, we're all God's children. Well, according to the word, God looks at the Pharisees, Jesus looks at them and says, no, you're a good father yourself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's the 
Yeah. <laughs> Like Juvie Hall is full of uh, kids that uh, parents, you know, just didn't didn't love them enough to, you know, to discipline them, you know. They, so, uh, you know, just let them run and do what they wanted to do, and it didn't turn out good for them. Last question, seventeen. Why do you think someone who has been trained by discipline will exhibit these qualities? Like, I mean, you could pick just about any uh, category that requires skill, musician, athlete, actor, whole bunch of different categories of, you know, people that have put in a lot of training to get to where they're at. And, you know, to the casual observer, we don't see the training they've been yeah, through. Yeah. We don't see, you know, the things uh, that they did. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard of some, some of the greatest athletes are the guys that would get there before everybody else. And they would leave after everybody was gone. And while people were home with their families, uh, people like uh, Peyton Manning would be uh, in the field house watching films uh, for the upcoming game and, and just training, 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 training uh, at a high, high level. So uh, when we do that, you know, in the spirit for God, it begins to pay off. It begins to show uh, those fruits of righteousness and uh, uh it become, they become self-evident in our lives, you know. Even though people don't see what we've been through, they don't, uh, you know, they don't see the trials we went through, and you know, and, and learning to trust God, you know. One uh, thing comes to my mind, and yes, I am closing, and and everybody knows that uh, when a Pentecostal preacher. Uh, says I'm closing that, you know, you have, you know, <laughs> it'll be over within about 30 minutes, right? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, but uh, one uh, thing I do remember uh, early on is my middle daughter started uh, having grand mal seizures uh, and she was in third grade and she just fell out and had a grand mal seizure. Then I remember, I remember the last one she had. We were at home. And she just fell out in the middle of the living room floor. And she was laying there. And uh, so I immediately started praying for her. And uh, the wife called 911. And I just kept praying. And, you know, it's a very helpless feeling when your child is, you know, in, in going through something like that. You can't do nothing. You know, and I just, you know, I was just... Uh, resigning myself to God, Lord, you know, I can't do anything. Uh, you know, you're all I got. But, uh, you know, after that, that was the last one she had. And uh, today, you know, she's got kids herself, and she's, she's never had another one. God, God heard my cry, but it didn't happen instantaneously right there, you know, while she was on the floor. Uh, it it was a hard. It was a hard thing for me to go through. I mean, uh, it, it was it was real tough uh, when you see your baby uh, in that kind of condition. It, it is a hard thing to go through. But I've learned, ah, God took care of that. You know, it's not the end of the world. You know, and things come and things go. But you learn to trust God through those kind of things. Amen. Amen. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you tonight for your word. We thank you for your loving, fatherly hand of discipline that you uh, put upon us, Lord. Lord, sometimes it's for punishment. Sometimes, Lord, uh, it's just to help us to be 
uh, a better Christian, to be more Christ-like, Lord. Sometimes we don't know the difference, but Lord, we do know, Lord, that you are a loving Father, Lord, and that uh, you will help us through everything that we go through, and that you're our biggest cheerleader, Lord. There's nobody else wanting us to succeed more than, than you want us to succeed, Lord. And, and God, we trust you in that. We trust you, Lord. And uh, God, we just pray, Lord, let us to take the, uh, this lesson tonight and take the, the things that we've learned and, and to re remember and hold on to these things, Lord, because, you know, in the future, it's, it's, it's bound to happen that we'll need uh, this kind of encouragement again and help us to store these things in our heart, Lord, and help us, God, to live by them, Lord, and put these things uh, into action, Lord, when we need it, and help us to be an encouragement to others uh, that are going through things, Lord, and help us, Lord, not to be so judgmental and, and think that maybe they're uh, going through because of uh, uh, because of uh, all of their self-inflicted behavior uh, caused it all, and Lord, help us not to look for the cause as much as to look to Christ uh, as the answer. And you are, O oh Lord, and we thank and praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, everybody, for.